Here, you can put your fucking alien weed up. I don't care. Good. Okay. Sick. All right, dumbasses. Our guest today is our guest today is fucking a homie G. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a nice little intro. Okay. Well, this guy's uh, this guy's probably the only guy that I know in comedy who for sure could outsmoke me. This guy's fucked. I don't know. Maybe if we, one day we should try that. We'll go join. Depends what we're smoking. If we'll, it's dabs, I I don't dab. So you don't dab, so the blast will tire you out. But I'll smoke joints and splits and blunts all day. Yeah. One after another, until my chest hurts. See, I can't do blunts all day. Okay, our guest today is the human blunt. Yeah, I like that. This guy's a human blunt. This guy, he sort of got a... You, you know, like in scary movie when they light buddy yeah, and he goes, yeah. that's you, if I light your beard. But our I don't want everybody licking me. He's a great stand-up comic, a fantastic weed smoker, a funny uh, nice. human... I'm a great uh, stand-up comic, but I'm a fantastic weed smoker. What do you want from me? I like it. No, I like well, it. I hope I like so. It. I just... I didn't it's know that's truth. how the rating was going to go, you know? Okay, yeah, your nice, ra- the rating here is the truth. You're a great nice stand-up, but a fantastic pot <laughs> smoker, a great acid dropper, a good mushroom eater. He's a trippy dude all around. I love his count. I love his comedy so much that I think he's on most of the weed shows that I produce. Thanks, man. And uh, appreciate you, Mikey. As much as I like you, I hate you because you're so funny when it comes to weed comedy that I wish I wrote some of your jokes. But I don't even talk about weed, though. No, but you talk about I'm just high. You're just so high that your comedy becomes weed comedy. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, because early I used to get categorized as a weed comic, and people would only like not want me because they think I'm only going to talk about weed. I don't even. I don't. I don't Buddy, even have a weed joke. People used to warn me about that. Hey, man, don't label yourself as a weed comic. People, and I was like, man, go fuck yourself. I'll label myself whatever the fuck yeah, I yeah. want. See, that's the weirdest thing about art. Nobody tells nobody else to do that. Hey, man, don't label yourself a, a realist artist, man. Don't fucking do that yeah. abstract shit, bro. What the fuck are they? Do? Hey, man, don't do rock and roll. Hey, don't become a rapper, man. You can become whatever the fuck you want. It's your art. It's the it's audience true. that comes and follows it. It's true. How long have you been doing stand up for, Nitty? Um, in November, it will be ten years. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. How old were you when you started? 19. Wow. And where did you grow up? Rexdale. Wow. <laughs> what was it like starting stand-up growing up in Rexdale? Because I remember you were like me, where all of our all your friends used to come out and watch you. And then one day, none of your friends came out and watched you. Yeah, they came out for a good couple of years. What? Helped me Always. win some contests. I won some good money because I got all my friends to come Who'd out. Who'd you win? Didn't you win like Brampton's I won. I won Mississauga's Funniest. Mississauga's? I, I got 500 bucks because I brought out 21 people. No. <laughs> yeah, you awesome. know, if all of those 21 people just giving you like 15, 20 bucks. And bro, you know what was hilarious about it? These guys were like, these hood guys from my high school and they were like so disrespectful to all the other comics yes. that went on stage. Buddy. They were booing them. They were heckling them. And then when I went on stage, they shut up and they just laughed at every joke. So it was only a good show for me. Everybody yeah. could tell every other comic was pissed. Michael Harrison was on that Have show. Have you ever heard some of the stories of when I was coming up, my homies doing that kind of shit too? What? And just the bonuses shows and stuff like that because he was the guy who used to run shows and put me on it because yeah. he would do that. Because you bring people out. And uh, yeah, all the time. And this fucking guy one time brought me on a show at the Fox and the Firkin, and all my friends heckled, just like you just said. As you said that, it made me laugh. I was like, Jesus. They disrespect everybody, but they enjoy your set. And then eventually they stop coming out. Yeah, my friends. Uh, and thank, thank God, I don't want them to come out anymore. Can you, you know imagine I mean? your friends I, still coming out? I, I hate when my friends come out to shows, bro. I just I, they're I, not good audience members. No, because they, it's it's they're too biased. You know what I mean? I want raw, natural people. Citizens who watch comedy. Is that a comedy secret that only comedians know about? That people think they want you, you want your friends to come and support? At first. At first. And also, I, I don't know about you, but me, my friends, I, I'm not even the funniest guy in my group. My friends wouldn't let me continue doing comedy if I wasn't funny. 
I'll tell you, you know, yo, they, I they get what you're saying. Stop and be like, bro, you're, you're embarrassing you, yourself. You suck, man. You're, you're, you know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of comics who are delusional who will just do comedy for 25 years. Bro, 90% of comedians are delusional, and the market would be 100% better if all these delusional fucks would just fuck off. Like, the scene in Toronto <laughs> would literally be 100% better. Yo, straight up, man. I'll, I'll start throwing all names. You think I won't? You know what kind of day I've had? I'll fucking throw these jerks under the bus. I had a great day with Sega Beach. Chilling, <laughs> chilling with the family. One drive coming down to Toronto just absolutely sours the fuck out of me. Yeah, all day I've been sitting in the sun chilling out. As soon as I make the drive to the city, I'm like cutting me off. Uh, Nobody puts a signal yes, on. Right? Okay, but wait. No, Toronto's a whack scene. Hamilton's whack. Ottawa's whack. But it's the best scene. Who's the best scene? Toronto's the best scene. It's like, okay, honestly, it's not the most, my favorite scene, my most favorite scene is Edmonton. I love going to Edmonton. I have so much That's fun like in Edmonton. three comics over there who are good. No, but listen, they have shows every night. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're packed. See, that's and more important. The people there want comedy. Like, and if you go there for a week, spend a week there, yeah, and just yeah, bounce yeah, around yeah. the open mics, Fuck you can make $1,000 yeah, okay, as, as just hopping okay, around Okay, wait. Mics. Let's shout out Western Canada. Fuck. Western Canada has a that's great solid pace to go. Yeah, yeah, for outsiders. They build, it's, they build, they breed comics differently. Like Toronto, we, we breed killers. You know what I mean? Straight up, five-minute bang-bang killers. Out there, two months into comedy, they're doing 30 minutes, bro. I didn't have 30 minutes till two years okay, in, Okay, wait. Toronto breeds two types of comics. Well, well, yeah, but I'm just we saying. breed the killers and also we the crazies. Oh, and we breed the biggest wieners in Canadian comedy, <laughs> and, the and then followed right? by Montreal. Montreal's got a solid pack of wiener, and they're always exporting Montreal <laughs> comics. <laughs> fuck you, you Frenchy fuck. Oh man. Okay, okay, okay. Toronto is the best scene. Vancouver is also a great scene. What do you like more, Toronto, Vancouver as a city, though? I love Toronto because it's. It's fucking. It's I was born and raised. But my my beef with Vancouver is I love Vancouver. It's like beautiful. You look at the mountains. It's just too many people visibly on heroin. You know what I mean? Like at least here, our drug addicts we kind of hide it behind the dumpsters and shit. You know I what like I mean? Like it's, drug it's spread out. In in Vancouver, it's like nah, man. I like I like Vancouver's visible drugs. It makes you it makes no, you man. humble. No, and it's not even a good drug. It's such a sleepy drug. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like here here we have crack. Like the crackheads are different. You can. You can see a crackhead and have a good... Like, you know a crackhead's coming from two kilometers oh away. God, that was the most raw you know? shit you could have said about heroin. <laughs> it's too sleepy of a drug. Dude, you walk by on Hastings in Vancouver... It makes and boring they don't even addicts. They don't even bother you. They don't ask you for change. There's no... You don't even feel like there's a community when you walk they down the street. They don't want your change. They want you to buy one of their stolen bikes or those shirts on the floor or their old I radios. It. I hate it. I like our crackheads. And you get to know them and you're like, I know this guy so I can tell him I fuck a, off I had a day. local crackhead growing up and he was great. Like okay, you ever you, seen, you ever seen that you ever seen that little crackhead uh, homeless midget guy at Carla on the East End? <laughs> he's no. always at Lakeshore and Carla, <coughs> and he's just this tiny little description midget of a dude ever. But, you ever see that little homeless like midget dude? <laughs> but yo, I saw him on like, I saw him on like his off time, like he wasn't begging. What? Like I saw him another day walking down the street, and he wasn't begging, but he was just in like such a hurry going somewhere. You know what I mean? But I'm like, what, what does this guy have to do? You know what I mean? Bro. He's begging. Like, that's me. Yeah, sorry, that tripped me out, bro. Oh, I can't believe you're taking a <laughs> shot at the midget beggar. Anyways, are we going to jail for this? Are we canceled because of our conversation? <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay, let me get into it. Let me get into some conversation with you. Okay, so we f- we know you're a comedian. How long you been doing it? How long you been doing comedy? I don't know. You were one of the first comics I saw. I remember before I started doing comedy, I would come to Yuck Yucks on Tuesday nights oh, yeah. and watch the Amateur Night. 
And I'll watch most of these comics and I'll be like, you know what? I think I could do this. I think I could do it better than this guy. And then I saw you come out and I just like, this is the first guy that kind of like looked like me, talk like me. And then he started doing some crackhead joke. Yeah, and he yeah. was smashing. And I was like, holy fuck, this guy's good. Was I smashing as a young comic already? Yeah. Well, I don't know how long you were in it, but it was Tuesday night and you were doing uh, it, right? Tuesday nights at Yuck Yucks means I'm at least 19, 20 years old. Man, how I, old are you I, now? Uh, I'm 30. So you're like a year old, two years older than me. Yeah, I mean, you were two older than you. I started when I was 18, though. So I would have been 20 if you were like 18. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll tell you straight up, bro. I used to tell jokes about crackheads, and I can't do it anymore. Why? Because I've grown up and realized that being a crackhead isn't a choice, but a mental illness, bro. Very few crackheads that I know. Long... (laughs) Longevity crackheadism isn't a choice. It's a mental illness. They don't even realize that society frowns on them being crackheads. They've just they're just not there hey, enough. They to did know. they did before they did the crack. Maybe. I could I could give it to some people, but even in my neighborhood, I know a guy who's a crackhead now who was born a crackhead. Okay? This is for real. When he was a kid, he was already called cracky. Like he was already was a he, kid. Was he doing crack? No, he was a kid named Andrew and he had a little bit of mental illness. He was always kinda weird. And he didn't and talk he got to into nobody. Crack. And you know, you see him on Lansdowne, he's a crackhead. You see him just walking down and he's fucking... <laughs> and you're like, man, that kid was born a crackhead, bro. I, so I, I stopped... I don't think he was born a crackhead, Yo, but he, I, I could see that his life was leading to crack. Yes, bro. That's what I mean. <laughs> when he, that's what I mean by born a crackhead, I see bro. the path that... You ever okay. meet kids who were already stoners when they were kids just the way they tell you? Uh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. Bro, some people are just born into the drug of their choice, man. Oh, man. A lot I, of those Vancouver heroin addicts were sleepy kids taking naps all the time and shit like that. You know what's crazy about those guys? Yeah. You could see them at different stages of their heroin use. Because, like, heroin's expensive. And you could see there's some kids sitting out there who still have fresh shoes. They're on their phones. And then there's some heroin users who have fresh shoes, but they have no phone. You know what I mean? And then eventually they have no shoes. They're just slowly selling everything. And you could see the transition. You become a crackhead tomorrow. What do you give up first, your phone or your shoes? Ooh, my phone. Wow. Because shoes will get you to the crackhead faster. Wow. To the crack faster. What are you going to Run with no yeah, shoes. Yeah, but what are you gonna do when you're all rocked out on crack? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with the phone when you're all rocked out on crack? You stand outside you're of text McDonald's. Your crack dealer? No, yeah. you're gonna walk to them. Yeah, what? Are, yeah, what did people do before cell phones? You just you, had to call from a home phone. Crackheads are not texting anybody. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're gathering in the park, and, and some guy is feeding them like birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some old version of a drug dealer is just feeding the pigeons, dude. <laughs> That's all it is. No one's texting anybody. Why you gotta be so funny for it? Why you gotta use that, bro? Why you gotta throw like a dude feeding pigeons? Oh man. Uh, um, okay, man. Funny, That's man. actually such a perfect way to put it. Are you gonna roll a blunt? Hey, yeah, choose a weed. Not. Choose a weed. We we supply. I guess well, then we'll smoke some of your stanky dank. Right. Then you got some stanky dank. When did you start smoking weed? Uh, the first time I ever smoked weed. Ever huffed on a fucking Hoover? On a Hoover. Uh, summer of finishing grade eight, going to grade nine. Uh, for real? Yeah. Classic time to smoke. But I, like, I just smoked once and then never. I, I didn't do it again until like halfway through grade nine. Okay, wait. You grew up in, in Rexdale. Yeah. You went to high school in Rexdale? Yeah. Predominantly what? Black and brown? 
Yeah, we had Couple. every race. Yeah, we had like twelve white people. It's I know, I know. They were in, like that. Yeah, they were in one hallway. We called it the Dawson Creek hallway. How funny is that? Yeah, Dawson was, Creek. Yeah, yeah. there's twelve <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was awesome, <laughs> man. Yeah, we had a Somalian hallway. Yo, Rexdale was tough it like was that, crazy. man. Rexdale yeah. was G like that too. Yeah, because I know the buildings. I know the buildings. I know the style of families. I know all that kind of shit. And our high school, because it's right at Dundas West and Bloor, we got everybody. We had man, it was like a TV I can't show. imagine going downtown. That's like the grassy, bro. Bro, it was you like the grassy, bro. We had I can't a black imagine. group. We had our Latinos and our Latinos literally, bro, were in a corner dedicated to Latino heritage in Toronto, and that's where they hung out, bro. That little Mexican flag. I can bro, feel it. Door. I can feel bro, it. And I swear to God, as they got older, they became more entrenched in the communal vibe of the Latino people, yeah, bro. Yeah. So in, in, in grade every nine... Every day a button got Yeah, every day, every year a button until there was just one left. Every year their mustache got thinner. Bro, you think I'm joking? I wish I was joking. The Latino corner truly embraced the look of the Latino independent gangster type person. The black kids in our school were hipster black so they were like the dance black kids. yeah, yeah. do you remember that yeah but yeah. you guys were downtown which yeah. meant you guys were bad different kind of bad we were f- you there guys were crackheads we didn't Bro, see crackheads like that there were fights every day in my high school fights every day between different like kids different alpha type guys man so many alphas um, we had a lot of fights too but it's just like you guys were got exposed like if you walk to school if your school is downtown you got to walk through the streets of downtown on your man. way to school, you're gonna see some shit you're see some on crackies, the way man. there. We, it was right on Bloor too, so it's mad crackheads. I saw nothing. I walked down Islington. Yeah, Islington's quiet. It's all industrialish yeah. and weird. And Islington, like North Islington, by like uh, Steeles and wow. Albion. That's where I walked down Islington. We didn't see crackheads. I have a picture of Islington. I picture of Islington and Bloor. I never even imagined that it goes all the way up to Steeles. Islington and Bloor. Yeah, yeah. It goes past Steels, bro. Islington goes fucking all the way. What the fuck are people doing at Islington and Steels? Yo, if you go Islington for, far enough, there's a fucking... I swear to God, there's like a... You hear that? Can you, nobody at home can hear this right now, but there's like, an, like a parade or something going by. Outside? <laughs> yeah, there's like a parade or something <laughs> going by. Oh, my God. Are you, are you good with these parades? You like these... Not parades. What? Parades is for victory. These marches. How you feel about that? You take part of any of this stuff no, yet? No, I Me neither. I've been up north. I should honestly, I'm, I'm a lazy guy. I'm pro everything, but I'm just a lazy guy. Even wait. when the Raptors won, I went outside. I was I was out there, but I didn't jump around. And you know what I mean? No, no I smoked the blunt. I watched everybody do it. You know <laughs> okay, right? wait. Wait, I want to talk about one of your good takes because this is a very popular thing on the internet. I remember when everybody was anti-Apu, you were pro-Apu. Yeah, okay? man. I and, love and Hank Azaria, man. Yes. And oh, so much I respect. think he got... I think it was... I think it's complete bullshit. <laughs> and that comic that tried to take him down, whatever the fucking... Yo, give him your Indian name. Kabadula, you know, whatever his name go. is. See, you can Fuck do it. him, okay? I love that. I love that you can nah, do that. Nah, man. Hank Azaria is the man. Honestly, Apu... Gave so much respect to Indian people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. He put us on the map. Okay, he was our bro. Vince Carter. You, you know see, what I mean? Like as, a, as I mean? a Portuguese guy, I'm always dying for a Portuguese character. Yeah, the best not, thing right? on The Simpsons is closest that comes to Portuguese characters is that Mexico plays Portugal in that soccer match. Yeah. And that's it. And, and, and that's it. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But in my heart, when I was a kid, when that episode came, I was like, sick. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You had a representative on. I see, ha- some people take it. Is it a soft Think person thing because I know you're kind of yeah, hard. Yeah, no, yeah, it's people. This we're just living in a world of people are like, oh, I'm hurt too. You know what I mean, bro? Because Don't I know you grew me, up in Rexdale, and you're like, I've gone through some real shit. You yeah, think I'm man. gonna be offended about a voice no, of a man, cartoon. I literally have an uncle who loves The Simpsons so much. That's why I love him. I was raised by he. He made us as kids watch Simpsons. This guy has from I got it from from Universal Studios. It's a Quickie Mart. 
No, uh, like a boy shirt. Like a boy oh. shirt. And he wears it all the time. It's and he probably like loves it. It looks like Apu. Dude, yeah, how, and he loves it, right? He loves it. You see, it's a choice. Yeah, man. And Hank I, Azaria and I mean, only apologized because some white lady made him apologize. And I love Hank Azaria, too. Hank Azaria is the, the dude, bro. Yeah, he's, he's a funny he's, dude. He's the man, bro. Every Simpsons. Who's your favorite voice actor on The Simpsons, man? And you can't pick Phil Hartman, obviously. Oh, man. He's the best, though. Yeah. And <laughs> everything he does is so sick, dude. You know, Phil uh, Hartman's brother, I think it's Paul Hartman's like a huge pothead, too. You know what I've been watching a lot? Uh. Um, fucking um, Bob's Burgers. <sighs> and that guy, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. He, he does. I, got, I never watched. I'm starting to watch Archer. He used to have a Bojack. bunch of shows. Yeah, He's yeah. everything, dude. Dude, that guy that even had. sick, man. I can't remember his name right now, but he used to have a show called Blah Blah in a van or something something's van. What's his name? fuck is Bob Burger's name right now? I don't know. I, I can't remember Bob right Bob Burger. I got a story for you because you like Bob's Burgers when I was at I Just for Laughs. Show. I love cartoons, bro. The staff of Bob's Burgers, they were staying on the same floor as me. And uh, so at nighttime one time, Dee and I are in bed because we brought Aaliyah to Just for Laughs our first year. And um, the little kids are there. The girl talks like that. Yeah. Okay. And they, the really nerdy guy, I can't remember his name, yeah. but the kids. I don't know anybody's name either. Okay. I can't yeah. remember their names, but the characters. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Little fat kid yeah. and the little girl with the thing. Gene and Louise. Yes, yeah. man. Gene and Louise yeah. were staying like on my floor. And at nighttime, one time, they were talking and it was, sounded like Bob's Burgers outside. That's of, pretty cool. It's pretty cool, bro. That's cool story. Cool. Okay. I can't remember their names right now. I, you, the little nerdy girl and the little fat, pudgy yeah. comic. You know what I'm talking about. You know I can't what's remember their hilarious? Names. Like, my girlfriend loves. Uh, cartoons so much. You know this. I know she, Spliff. She, I, one day I might even have to interview Spliffies because she is a weed figure. She has uh, her own little like uh, thing. I don't know. I gotta. Yeah, yeah. for but, sure. Uh, but okay. she loves cartoons so much. And like Next level. when we saw you at uh, Just for Laughs, and yeah, you got that picture with uh, Mike, Mike Judge because <laughs> King of the Hill is my favorite show ever. And Beavis and Butt. The, guy, the guy's a genius. You Bro. know what I mean? And I got. And she, we saw that picture. She was so jealous. And straight up, I think she wants me to get like. Uh, just for last more than just so she just can so go she can and come do that party with, meet, with everybody and meet the people. You know what I mean? Man, like okay, it's crazy. I, did I ever tell so you much. the Mike Judge story too? That's so cool, man. I'm so jealous about that. So nobody That's knows awesome. nobody knows who Mike Judge is unless you're a, uh, a comedy nerd like me or a, a cartoon nerd like Splits. And nobody was talking to him. He was just having a conversation with like some normal lady. He looks like just a normal like weird guy. Like bro, you know what I, I mean? Like, and I knew him right away, and I was like, oh my gosh. Mike Judge right there. He's right there. And I just walked up to him. I was mad high, too. And you, you've you been to those parties. You just smoke weed openly at Just for Laughs. kind of fucked. It was so fun. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, oh, man. We have a funny so story cool. that night, too. Fuck. Remember that? Okay, but well, listen. So Mike Judge is there all hanging out. And I, I come up smelling like weed. And Mike Judge literally is like, man, it smells like weed. And I was like, it's me. He's like, what? <laughs> and then we started talking. And I started asking him all these little, like, stoner questions. And I was like, man, you're Mike Judge, you're the fucking man, dude. As a young comic at this festival, growing up, watching your shows, watching your style of comedy, how you translated the, uh, your, your weird sense of humor onto, the, you know, onto your, some of your shows. What was, like, some of your favorite stuff that you did? And he's like, man, even to this day out of everything, I just love Beavis and Butthead. Oh, man. And I was like, that I was like right? He was like, it's the best. I've done lots of stuff. You know, King of the Hill might be the better show, but... I love Beavis and Butthead. I was so young, and we just and he it's literally so silly. Was, it's bro, so silly, dude. He, the way he talked about it was like a little kid talking about like his. Um, how do you explain that? Like a little kid talking about his favorite toy, bro. Yeah, I love it the way that it looks, the yeah. noises that it makes, and you're like, man, you still love that show. I bet you if you could probably bring it back, he would. And uh, when I, you when you hear him talk, you can hear the voices of his characters in his natural voice because you couldn't a talk little bit so of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of everything. and yeah. it's weird. You're like, oh my. Okay, so tell me your shit. You're going to jump in right now. 
No, I was, I was going to say, I, I literally have at home, I have a playlist of TV shows. <laughs> so, like, my girlfriend's on top of it. She downloads everything. So, and we archive it all. So, I have every episode of The Simpsons ever. Never. Every Bob's Burgers episode. Every cartoon. Beavis and Butthead. And just, uh, even yeah, fucking, yeah. like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Yeah, well, shit, you can get you know? all of it. Fuck. And we just have one, <laughs> we have one ultimate playlist, it's called. And it's just on shuffle. And, and it just, just plays random, random shit. shit. You know what I mean? So I get I get a King of the Hill episode here. A Simpsons, the most random Simpsons it's episode. It's like a cool channel that just plays what you and want. And it's just on the TV all day in the background. You know what I mean? You it's guys, awesome. You guys in your fucking it's weed smoking cool shit. relationship. Did you choose the weed from here? Yeah, I took the sugar cookies. Did it look good? Smell good? I didn't even smell it. <laughs> You're so G. Like, it looked good. Okay, wait. Fuck yeah. I'm getting another tattoo of a uh, Simpsons tattoo. What do you got so far? I have the the Homer Simpson that I drew. <laughs> yeah, right. The, Dude, it's so funny. The Homer. <laughs> it's my version of the uh, thing. But I'm going to get... Because I lost weight recently, right? So on my chest... Remember that Mindy episode where Marge gives Homer the t-shirt with her face... And it's kind of crooked because she saved two dollars. It's all stretched on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get that on my chest <laughs> and tell people I had it when I was fat, but I lost wow. weight and it's stretched like it's opposite. But it's gonna be that's what. Yeah, fuck yeah. There's yeah. a couple of Simpsons tattoos that I like. I like. I, I would love to get the Biggie Bart or the Biggie Homer. I love that because I love both of them so much. So dearly just that do I, it. Okay, there's a couple other ones, man. You don't I have really, any tattoos, do you? No, I don't have no tattoos. So if I got tattoos, a Simpsons tattoo off the top would make my life. There's a bunch. There's the one that I can't remember who has it on the show, but somebody has a crusty with a, holding a knife in his mouth. I can't remember. Where, who. I have crusty too. Right? But you got to have crusty, man, as a comic, bro. Bad. Yeah, so man. So I always think about getting my crusty. I also like the the flying hellfish. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I mean, classic, right? Yeah. Just a little thing, just for fun. Or the or the or even the fucking, um, man, the stonecutter's fucking thing is classic. Get it on you your know ass. What, you know what comic has that? Literally on his ass? No, who? Alan Shade. He has the stone Does cutter. he? Yeah. Dude, you got to get it on your ass. I think it's so, the funniest <laughs> so tattoo funny. you can yeah, have. Yeah. Man, there's so many great Simpsons tattoos that I would want. Yeah, I, I, I think about getting them all the time. I don't even like tattoos. I'd probably get a Pokemon tattoo, too. Pokemon? I don't like Pokemon like that. Because you're a punk, bro. You're a punky I, I have monk. a question for you. How are you dealing with no comedy, bro? I don't give a fuck about you no comedy. You don't miss it? <gasps> Oh, you dropped it all. I dropped your weed. I didn't know you had weed in there. So I'll pick it up. What do you think I was doing in there, bro? Uh, I'm going to dust it off my pants and I'll uh, just pick it up. But listen, um, I don't give a fuck about no fucking... What do you mean? You haven't been... You don't miss stand-up at all, bro? I miss performing, but do I care? No. Oh, my God. You know what? I just want to get up there so I can... You're lucky because you have a kid, bro. I, I want to see what I've become. I, I'm not going to do not one of my old jokes anymore. I used to love just getting my act down and doing it for like two years. I don't believe that you'll never do one of your jokes again. Well, maybe if I'm doing like a corporate and I'm lazy, but... Um, I bet you in two months we'll see this guy at Vapor Central asking everybody if they watched Magic School Bus. No. <laughs> I just got to take a different turn after this. It's not so like... It's not like so fucking nice and sweetie pie-ish. I don't know, man. I just did fucking... You did the... I've been doing those park shows. Dude, honestly, it's the greatest time ever. I, and everybody's sitting on the hill yeah. It's the highest ceiling you could ever have For a comedy <laughs> room The fucking laughs hit you like a coliseum dude It's so sick It's unbelievable And there's like 200 people there Sitting on a fucking hill Out for comedy Well the first night I went on stage and I asked I'm like how many people are here for the comedy show Nobody clapped And I was like how many people are here for the hill And the fucking place cheered It erupted They were there for the hill They were there for the hill It's just a, such a good spot for the show but after the second show, everybody actually started going <coughs> on for the comedy. I'm here, bro. Here's, yeah, here. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. This is our first blunt, by the way. It's the first blunt on the... The show doesn't really even have a name. We call it Sessions. Mike Vita Sessions. Oh, you don't have an official name for it yet? We don't give a fuck. I told you, life don't got no power line. <laughs> Just live it, bro. Just no live name. it. Why don't you get sponsored by fucking... Who does No Name? I actually created an album called the No Name Comedy Album. I, I did the thing and the color and everything? Yeah, I'll show you. But uh, here, spark this. I created an album called the No Name Comedy Album because I recorded a great recording once in Winnipeg. I got nothing to do with it. And it's a great early show, late show. Like, I smashed because I didn't know that they were recording. So it's one of those natural smashes where you're just fucking going off like... Where you don't, yeah, yeah, you're just having fun. And you're just having fun. And I smashed. And I, I was always like, man, that's fucking... Sick. It's the realest shit ever that when there's a camera or you know that there's someone watching you, you act differently than you normally would. Do. Yeah, what the fuck? Who the, who the fuck am I? Houdini? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, bro? I'm gonna do some shit that like you know no one's expecting right now. Oh man, look, I'm scrolling through my shit. Remember Summer Jam? We got. I can't wait for that to come back, bro. That's how lazy oh, I am. Man. I'll tell you straight I... up, bro. I created a poster for one show and I never let it go. So this is my No Name Comedy album cover. You like that? Yeah, it's awesome. Doesn't that look like legit like a No Name yeah, Comedy yeah, album? Yeah. Raw, uncut comedy album. How You're funny is that? Trying to get it sold at No Frills. Can we show that? Can somebody see that? Oh man, turn it this way. I see. I got my fucking kid turns Should've off. Should have got that on the shelves at No Frills, bro. I'm telling you. Right? Wouldn't that be funny? Man, get that at the No Frills thing, man. Oh my god, that's so funny, man. Let's see if I can make it bigger. It doesn't even make it bigger at all, son of a. But yeah, man. This. I'll see if we can punch in or something like that. I created something called the No Name Comedy Album. I haven't even released it yet. But uh, look, 420 grams. You like that? You know. Release it. I was supposed to release, and then this, all this COVID shit went down, and then all this Black Lives Matter shit, and I was man, like, man. COVID fucked up some shit, dude. I was supposed to be in Australia. I was supposed to leave for Australia the day they did the travel ban. No. Yeah, Thank man. God you didn't get stuck there. Fuck that. You'd have to I be in Australia. I was going to go meet up with the comics who were there, who were literally got there two days before, had to come back. <sighs> right away. Right away. But it fucked up my whole trip, bro. It fucked up everything, man. Fucking fuck COVID. That. I don't even give but a shit. But it helped. It was good and bad. I don't know. I can't explain I don't give a shit about COVID. I'm going to tell you straight the fuck up. It's different for us because like, we don't have real jobs. Like The only thing different is at nighttime now, we can't go out and do comedy. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine how fucking pieces of shit we'd be. Yeah, we can't go tell me fucking joke jokes and name I know. And that's what it is. Like, and honestly... Fucking, there's people out there who are like, I own nah, a but, steel mill and I lost. Nah, <laughs> but, but yo, honestly, how... It, we fucking work for the privilege to not have to work every day to do comedy at nighttime. You know what I mean? You hold it down, bro. I know that you cake, too, on the outside because you're, you're a G. You established this fucking image. You held it down. You became a trusted fucking dude. You, you and Splits are good marketers. You, you, I'm as a hustler, good a, bro. Bro, trust. As Com- good of a comic as you are, that's a, a fantastic point. You, you're a great hustler. Did you always feel like you wanted to hustle? Or was I had to, the, bro. I, had we to. grew up broke. I, I started flipping sandwiches in high school. My, things my mom would make. Do you know what you I want to flip mean? nowadays? I want to make shit for people. I just want to make like, like benches what? and chairs. Like I make can you carpet? You can do good Yeah, carpentry? like I like that stuff. I just, I never fucking do it anymore. Do it. And because you're I, an artist and you're Mike Rita, you could... Add an extra zero to the end of it. Well, people will be down. Yeah, Trust. I posted bro. some shit on my Instagram that I was making, and people were all about it. One lady's like, "Wow, that's so nice." If we, and I was like, "Bro, man. we have to hustle." Comedy honestly doesn't give you enough money to live your life. Trust, man. You know what I mean? It's enough to get drunk every day if you want, if you want that kind of life. You got to do something else, or you got to fucking make albums and get it on fucking you the radio know the and truth? shit. Thank God for my albums, bro. They save my ass every three months. It's that's the most blessed. I I love. 
We're literally that little secret. looking it's at amazing. buying a house with that shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Bro, because it allows us to like, we're, we're not going to buy a house in the city. We're going to live in the bump fuck like outside of Barry or some shit. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I swear yeah. I live right now and I love it. You're a comic talking about buying a house. You, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking good, dude. Bro, buying a house and smoking some weed. I, I own my little ZZ. Z- 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 <laughs> Bro, trust, man. <laughs> you know? People don't know, man. I would rather be poor and happy like I am. I'm poor, but I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like being, I wish I could be just rich and happy. That would be fucking crazy. Well, I don't even know what I would do. What the fuck do you do if you're rich and happy? Do you just walk around giving people little stacks? Do you tip everybody like, uh, do, I know, you, you know him, Mr. DP of the Fuku, okay? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay? That yeah, was like a yeah. secret way. Yeah. I, that, that, guy, that guy is a happy dude and he cakes. I seen that guy one time tip the lady the exact number of the bill. She, she she was like it's fifty two dollars for the bill and he was like okay that's for you. and he gave her a fifty on top of a fifty dollar bill okay the, yeah the chat the thing was fifty two bucks and he gave her like a hundred and five dollars like keep it I all. know dude he's because look I'm in the I'm in the marijuana industry yeah, as man. well you know uh, and that guy I went to his house one time to pick up some uh, you know some some fuki fukis some fukos and. Uh, Literally, this guy just to, you know he loves to flex. You know what I mean? What do you show you some he's, shoes or the safe? Did he show you the shoes or the safe? First, always the shoes. Yeah, but course. he literally took a hundred grand and threw it at me. Yeah, he did. Didn't and he? he's like, "Hold on to that and look at that as motivation." And I'm like, "Can I have this?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just the weirdest. It's he has the weirdest story. Cause yeah, he, like, because this he, is actually his second time becoming a millionaire. Pretty much, he's actually been a millionaire before. He, he lost the, it all on cocaine. Correct. And, and then he lost as a much comic. Yeah. He was sleeping under a table, bro, beside a stove in in Hamilton in a rundown apartment, and That's he right. fucking now he's killing it. You know what I mean? What? It makes me now, so happy. I'm so happy for him. It couldn't have happened to a better person, too. Well, it could have happened to better people. A no. lot, <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot, man, I'm not, a lot of better people. Because he was really nice to me. No, always. He's a nice guy. He is. That he's guy's a, he's giving a, me. When COVID started, I actually threw that guy a message, and I was like, "Yo, if shit goes downhill, could you lend me some loot?" He was like, "Obviously, just go pick it up." I was like. He'll literally probably throw something at me and just be like, give it when you can. Yeah, he's the man, bro. He's the man, bro. And we were thinking about buying a house, too. I even was like, man, I could just message that guy and he'll give us like a little loan on the house and then just toss him like whatever. If you let him use your attic as a storage factory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, trust. We have a bunch of stories with that guy. That guy's fucking, bro. I've seen that guy tip people that like at Denny's. Yeah, it's just it's nice, man. That's what I mean. If you were rich and happy. I don't know. Like, imagine you were really rich. I'm not talking having 10K. Yeah. I'm not even talking 20K in the bank and living a... I'm talking 60K a month every month coming in before you do your shows. Oh, my God. Your guaranteed income. Wouldn't that be great? It would be fantastic. What kind of car would you own? I would own many cars. I love cars. Name two cars that you would love to own. Honestly, the next thing I would I would get like a F one fifty, like a fully loaded pickup truck. What are you? F- I fucking love pickup trucks. I had one for you. Remember that time I had one? I was doing that job. Remember we did that show at you invited me to come do some dog charity in a nightclub where they yes. stopped everyone dancing. And you had a fucking like Remax signs. In yeah, the back, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Open house signs. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I did some stupid sign job. That was where, good. Yo, I worked two days a week to put up signs. I got $1,000 a week and a pickup truck to drive every day. It was the best. But you remember that stupid-ass gig we did? No. You don't remember that gig that we did? Tell me. Okay. Tell it me was, the gig. Tell me the gig. It'll, it might you, you told me, come do this charity for dogs. Some dog. Where were foundation. we? I don't know where it was. It was in a nightclub. When I walked in, there was a DJ playing. People were taking shots. It was a club. And then they're like, 
yo, 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 we have a special guest comedy, and you brought me as your opener because you knew how stupid this gig was. And that I was going to need somebody to buff. And they literally stopped the club. They stopped people from having fun for us to do comedy. It was the worst time ever, dude. I had Where a, were we? I didn't have a good time because I had to go first and open up. Did I up. do good? You did a good because, first of all, you had me as your opener to take all the heat. Oh, and then they man. understood and what I was happening. It's slowly coming to me, bro. And then we went were outside. Were we upstairs somewhere? I don't know where it was. But then we went outside and then we smoked weed in the truck. That's how that, that's how that memory is. But I don't remember nothing. I was so happy. I was like, Mike Rita asked me to do a gig. And then you get to the gig and you're like, I see why Mike Rita asked me. To do this gig. Have I ever been a good person to you, bro? <laughs> tell me, bro. Please tell me you have one good memory of me and it's not just me always being a fucking... I remember uh, the first time uh, I was going to get on JFL 42. Did I help you? Yeah, you, you gave me the spot. But yeah. Then two days before, you canceled on me. No, don't yeah. lie. <laughs> was the show canceled? No, you put somebody else on that you told... That you forgot that you're... A, but who was it? I don't remember. I'll give a fuck. You think I, I remember? What, what show I was, was it? What year? I don't remember. What was the venue? I don't know. I didn't do it. Do you know how this JFL's 42 <laughs> show works? I, I did it once. Do you Chris, want to Chris Robinson brought me and actually let you do it. The spot. It might have been the year with Nick Reynoldson. Was it Nick Reynoldson that I replaced you with? No, it was it was another, it was some stew where I was like, this guy can't be serious. No. Was it the year with Andrew <laughs> Packer? I got you know a lot what? of heat for that. It probably was. No do you offense. remember that year? I I think it was that year. So Andrew Packer had asked me before anybody else, and I had said, yeah, out of just like, sure. Of course you can open Because you're a nice guy. You say yes to everybody. And I don't That's why your shows have 200 people That's on That's right. Them. And I can never, well, but I, I just used to say, yeah, because I don't give a fuck. Nowadays, I never say, I won't even answer. So. It's a nice in-between. Yeah, you If you catch it. me, it's a yes. If but if you not, don't catch me, you'll never, you'll never know. And if I see you on the street, I'll act as if nothing happened because I'll tell you straight to your face, like, yeah, I probably seen your message. And I just, yeah. <laughs> it's not a personal thing, bro. I'm not trying to not answer people's messages. But who the fuck can, like, focus for any long period of time while looking at messages? Uh, dude, talking I, to I people. don't even have Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft. I don't have fucking Facebook Messenger on my phone. I don't have Facebook. I, I have do, Facebook, but I don't have the Messenger. I, have I won't messenger, respond. Messenger. But I don't have Facebook. If I want to use Facebook, I have to go on my Google. On actual. Oh, and, and then go on put on. F. And oh, then good. the thing pops up. Listen, I'm going to tell you straight up, bro. If I wasn't a comic, I would never use the Me neither. I would delete everything. I don't even like cable TV. You know what I like, though? Because I'm a fucking drone for, like, fast-paced shit. <laughs> I love CP24. CP24 uh, is good, but, like, And, after, like, a background TV, but though. But after, like, 45 minutes. A after you, you've watched you, The Loop? Yeah. So After I'll, two loops, you're like, what am I'll I I'll watch doing? the morning. What? <laughs> I used to love sports so much that I could watch the same set of hour-long highlights different. between different. 8 and like 12 o'clock at the hotel. you always catch something a little different in every highlight. I used to love it. And if the Leafs won, I could watch the morning highlights each time for when it would come up and be like, all right, here's the last night's game between the Leafs and the Florida so like Panthers. five here. times? Oh, yeah. And, just, <laughs> and if it's like a beatdown on a Saturday... Oh, baby, could I watch those highlights? Like, I, every time... Oh, man. Oh, I'll tell you straight up, bro. I can't, I'm bad at watching highlights. I can't even watch... Like, I can't even watch Jose Batista hit that home run in the seventh inning because I got all... Because I could, I could put myself back in that moment where I was, how it happened. You get too jacked up before <laughs> you see it? Bro, I watched the whole season that year. We were on fire. We had picked up all these players. David Price That's a lot it. of baseball to watch, guys. I used to watch it because I got nothing to do. <laughs> I'm a fucking loser like that. And if I'm not watching it, I swear to God, it's on the background on the TV loud. 
so that I can hear it in another room or on the patio. Baseball? Well, you, Baseball. Probably, you probably took a lot of naps. No, but, bro, you got to know that there's this guy named Buck Martinez who does, like, the, the Blue Jay call, and he's got this classic, like... It's the fucking best, bro. It's like it's like an acid. It reminds trip. me of fucking being ten years old watching Frasier is sleeping. You Frasier. Know what I, mean? I used to come home from school, my brother's watching Frasier, and I'm like, this show is so sleepy. I was like, why does he have a British accent? I didn't understand. It's not British, it's like Vermont or something. When I was a kid, I was like, why does an American have British kids? I hated it. I didn't like it. It doesn't have British kids. I know now. They're just rich white people. But uh, at the time, it sounded like, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Fucking British. You know? I never even watched enough Frasier to assume what they were. I just assumed that it was a wacko show. I swear to God, I used to like watch Frasier for 10 seconds. And Frasier would be like... Niles, uh, did you know that Veronica call? I mean, I mean, she wants to talk to one of us, <laughs> and you'd be like, "What's up? Who is this?" It's the Big Bang Theory uh, of the nineties. It wasn't 90s. bad though. No, but it, I watch it, it now. It wasn't bad. No, I watch it now, and I'm like, "Solid fucking." It's because you dude. love Kramer, uh, not Kramer. Uh, Ni- Nigel. Oh, what's his name, bro? Who? The guy, 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 the sideshow yeah, Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sideshow uh, Bob. What's bro. his name? I'm so bad at names. It's yeah. Like, Kelsey yes, Grammer. Kelsey yes. fucking Grammer. He's the man. And honestly, Frazier's great. I remember I used to get bored and not understand it. Because <laughs> I was a kid. I didn't I didn't get it. I can't but watch, then I got older and I was like, okay. I can't watch Frazier, I work at a radio station. I kind of get it. Frazier's you know a wacko mean? fucking show. Friends, even worse. Bro, you don't like Friends? Oh, my God, I was bro. in grade six when the finale happened. Everybody no, talked about it the next day. I'm gonna t- <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about that shit. Even in grade six, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. I'll watch a real show like The Simpsons, bro. <laughs> Dale Strawberry was crying in the outfield. Nah, bro. All the hot girls were watching it. Hot girls. I didn't talk about no hot girls when I was a kid. I, I didn't give a fuck about that shit. When I was a kid, I swear to God, I was so focused on well, sports. Was, well, how old were you uh, when you started caring about girls? High school, grade eight. I remember I, I was, when I can okay. remember the first girl's butt that I checked out. This is not even if a you joke. You keep thinking about it. You're I a never fucking pedophile. Had Stop in, thinking about it right now. I to check out a, a, a young girl when I was a kid sexually in any manner they were all my friends and then f- something changed <laughs> in me in grade eight where one of my close friends was this girl named linda and something changed i was like you looked down you just had a boner what no no i looked down and she had a <laughs> butt and i had never seen linda's butt and i remember being in grade eight and being like oh my god linda's got a nice butt did you get with linda no linda wasn't about it not that I, I really ever went but i was her friend so i knew what she was about and i knew that she wasn't about boyfriends and People used to talk shit to me. Why? Because I was a, um, as much as I was a pothead, I was an artsy kid. Like, I was killer at music. I was first chair trumpet. Yeah, you, you I play, walked around with a you little You play weird case. instruments. Yeah, yeah, I play all kinds of instruments. But you know yeah. me, like, outside of this, I play accordion. Yeah. I play get all kinds of stringed instruments, any kind of thing with keys, anything with a mouthpiece. The all funk the is within you, bro. Bro, yeah, yeah, I got it in me, man. I played accordion when I, was, when I was four. It's like me giving it to my daughter next year. It's crazy, bro. She plays it? No, she has pianos at home. She has little instruments already. She's. You can see that she's probably going to be something more towards drums or like uh, those kind of instruments. My parents never engaged me in music. Ever. You have to because if you don't engage a kid when they're young, then they're not going to think that it's a normal thing. And then it's easy for them to get it twisted that it's a nerdy thing. I swear to God, bro, I was amazing at accordion until a kid called me Steve Urkel. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in like grade eight, I was like, Yo, I don't want to be some nerdy like Steve Urkel type kid. I'm not Steve Urkel. I want to be Stefan. Yeah, I want me to be fun, bro. Wear a nice t-shirt. Nah, somebody made fun of me, man. I used to get made fun as a kid all the time. And 80% of the time, I would let it bounce off me. 
But if I had any kind of pre-notion that it was a cool thing that I was doing, I told a story one time in another podcast that I had wanted a G-Unit shirt for Christmas and I didn't get it. Okay. And then I, my birthday's in March, so I kind of made us think about it at yeah. Christmas that I wish I got it. So they got it for me in March. And I remember being pumped and they got me. I remember at the time when G-Unit came out, it was either a black shirt that you got that said G-Unit or one that was khaki with black writing that also said G-Unit. They had like a little thing in the middle. They didn't get me that one. They got me the red one that had like white lettering. And I was, I was still really nice. I actually really liked it. <laughs> but the first day that I wore it to the park, <laughs> one of the first comments some older guy said to me was like, what the fuck kind of shirt is that, bro? It looks like shit. <laughs> and I just remember like inside, bro, crumbling, crumbling. <laughs> Look, Lisa, you can see the moment. <laughs> Dude, that guy did not choo, choo, choo. He choo, choo, chewed me up, bro. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. That's a good story. There's like certain times as a kid, you really got hurt. I can remember getting turned you down. You just get roasted. You want to hear a cool story? This is yeah. like a cool full circle story. When I was a little kid, some girl, Sarah, when I was in grade seven, turned me down. Pre-Linda? Pre-Linda. Okay. This was a girl named Sarah. One of the first girls I had a crush on. Not anything sexual. It was just like a little kid crush. Yeah. I asked her if she w- we were having a Nothing little... sexual in grade seven, jerking off 12 times a day. No, nah, no. Nah, I wasn't a jerker offer in grade seven. You want to know what kind of loser kid I was? I'll tell you this straight up. I was the kid who would turn on the hot shower and make out with the shower to practice <laughs> uh, in case it went down. Fucking weirdo. What do you want me to do, bro? Nothing. Power you got... to you. You're probably a great kisser. <laughs> <laughs> I got perky, juicy lips. <laughs> but in all seriousness, man, I, I feel like this go up, but that's okay because we're having a great chat. I asked Sarah to come to the to go to the dance with me. We're having at the time it was like a grade seven, grade eight seniors dance, blah blah blah. I asked them that if she would go to the dance with me, she said no. She didn't want to go to dance with uh, anybody. Where'd you ask her on MSN or in person? I asked her in person at the coat rack in the morning. Ooh. For real. Like, do you remember like Other in elementary school? Nobody saw me. I made sure it, like I didn't make sure. She was just one of the last people, luckily, and I was like, this is my chance. So I just took it. Asked Sarah. This is such a great story. And then it's kind of not a great story because, whatever. This is kind of funny. I the balls to do it. Listen, I asked, I asked her, will she go home? And she says, no. Cool. Buddy, in grade 12, we weren't in the same school, but she had, she had me on something called Meet Me in T.O. Okay. Do you remember Meet Me yeah, in T.O.? Yeah. It was like a weird pre-Facebook. I was on thing. Black Planet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very specific <laughs> hookup sites for, like, teenage kids, yeah. which is kind of weird to think about now. <laughs> but I was on it in grade 12, and she messaged me on Meet Me in T.O., and I was like, yo, Sarah, what's up? She's like, nothing. What are you doing tomorrow? You want to hang out? Maybe smoke a joint? I was like, what? Cool. Fuck. Sarah... Cool. I was like, yeah. Your grade A boner came back. What, bro? <laughs> she wanted to hook up like a motherfucker. Hey. Like puberty had hit this fucking chick hey. like a rocket. So she comes down to my house. We smoke a joint. We go back to the room. We like took no time. Like we had like five minutes of kissing and we were already pretty getting like we were getting down. And I, was, I, mean, I was 18 at the time. I was just coming to the end of my high school life. And I remember being so happy that was that your first hookup? No, my okay. that was my second. I was I lost my I lost my virginity a few months before, and, and I before had, that it was all just shower kisses, shower kisses, <laughs> fingering, high school foreplay type of weird okay, shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, I had dated this rocker chick for a long time that I thought I was gonna fuck, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. It's what it is. Grade 11 was fucked. I was, I was hoping to get down. But, but grade 12, all kinds of getting down. It's sick. It's like everything had changed in grade 12. It was for real. Like once you became a grade 12, uh, chicks were actually kind of down to get down. Yeah. And uh, They give you condoms in grade 12. We were down. They were down. It was fucked. So, Sarah comes over. We bang. Where is it? What? 
I was so happy. I probably didn't even last more than five minutes. So, but she didn't even care. She was so happy. We yeah, honest, had a great how long time. did you last? You were being generous. Give yourself five minutes. It felt like five minutes only because there was foreplay too. There was like some like there was like some oh, yeah. time. I forgot shower kissing. Shower you kissing. Have a whole thing. You have shower a whole fingering. Thing. <laughs> you know where you like let the water run. On, I'm just <laughs> joking, man. But uh, I'm not even joking, man. And yeah, we got down, bro. Do you? Did you lose your high school? Did you lose Virginia high school or after high school? I lost it in high school. Lost in high school. I was 15 years old. No, so young. Brown yeah. kids fucking or what? White girl or brown girl? White girl. No, what? I've seen pictures of you in high school. You were picking up white puss in high school. Nah, just one. Oh, and then I, and then I had a brown girlfriend, and I, she was my girlfriend for like nine years, dog. I met that girl. Yeah. And then your next girl was Spliffs. Long like term. My first job, I was in grade eight. That same year, grade eight to grade nine. Why the fuck are you working in grade eight? Because, bro, fuck? I just wanted money. I was a little hustler. My boy's uh, uncle owned a car cleaning shop, like detail cleaning. And my boy was 14, and he would detail clean cars, and his uncle would let him drive the cars. And he got me a job, and I would drive the cars <coughs> and clean the cars. But then one day, his uncle came and told me, I only worked there for a week. The uncle came and told me, he says, ever since I started working there, it's been the slowest it's ever been. Because <laughs> he doesn't want cars to come in because he says I'm a bad cleaner. No way. I spent five days there, bro. And then the next day, he said, just come pick up your money and then you don't have to come back anymore. Five days. Bro, I went, when I went, guess how much money he gave me? 150 bucks. He gave me $40. No. So he gave me $40. $10 a day. <laughs> Not even. Five days, I got $40 because he said there was too many cars that complained about the job I did. <laughs> bro, I was so I was like I felt so shitty. I went to the I, I went to the mall and I bought army pants. <laughs> <laughs> you bought army pants? And you know the worst part about it was I went home and they were too tight. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a little shit and I didn't want to try them on. I've never tried <laughs> on a pair of pants. Now, why would I, bro? I either bought the right pants like a man or I didn't, and I go home and try them on, and I, I fucked, fucked up, and they just sit in my yeah. closet until I. Nah, become... man, those, those I worked five days for those Buddy, pants. I wore I them have... every day, bro. Tight as fuck. It sucked. You want to know? <laughs> I got fired from a job one time. I had worked privately for this. Um, it's like painter stain finisher type duty you'd go into a house and you'd finish it before the tenants came in you were just bred into the construction family you always like, always that's... always all i had to do was make phone calls to my uncles they'd make one phone call to somebody who had like a little company boom and you'd get yeah. these buzzing little jobs bro i worked probably five or six shitty construction jobs in my life renovation demolition high rise residential laborer drywall fuck bro holy fuck i've done so many weird construction jobs oh man i was even a landscaper for three years um <laughs> That's the best job I ever had. I, I met the the funniest. You're outside all day, all side all day, and I, and the guy that I work with was a like a 45 year old, 50 year old guy named Sam Harrison, who is a hundred percent. Shout out Sammy, dude. Sam Harrison, you know that I love you, Sammy. Sam Ween, bro. He's a hundred percent the funniest person I ever met outside of comedy. Who wasn't a comedian, just a normal guy. This guy would make me laugh to the point where I would like piss myself. Like, you know, you can't breathe. Like, I, this guy was one of those guys. He'd make you laugh. Mushroom you laughter. Uh, <laughs> and, and all he would do was like make fun of shit. He'd he'd have a way he, he, where he'd flick you and you wouldn't see it. He'd be like, and he'd like flick you in the face and like, yo, chill. And he'd be like, wake up, reach. And, and it'd be like so funny. He'd be like, dude. 
it, this guy loved smoking weed with me, and I turned this guy from a little pinner smoker to a cannon smoker. Because when you're in your early 20s, you smoke cannons. Your body can take it. This guy was in his 40s. He used to smoke little, like, old man pinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I Where, like, up. you suck it, two hits, and it's done. <laughs> Dude, yeah. fuck that shit, bro. We used to work with a guy named, okay, Sam Harrison and a guy named Johnny Hillcrest. Johnny Hillcrest was, like, an old Sounds Portuguese. Like fucking, you're making this up. No, no, no. For a script. Sam Harrison and, and Johnny Hillcrest. Johnny Hillcrest. That's was the most the man. fucking... But Johnny Hillcrest wasn't his real name. Johnny Hillcrest <laughs> wasn't his real name. Johnny Hillcrest's real name was probably like John Santos or something like that. He's a Portuguese guy. Okay. But they called him Johnny Hillcrest because he used to cut the grass at a place called Hillcrest. <laughs> and, and he got caught one time like taking a shit in a bucket because that's what you do as a landscaper. Because sometimes you're Tim not Orange allowed is not to, close enough. Because you just can't go into the building sometimes. The building... <laughs> In the contract, we'll sign that the landscaper is not allowed to use the facilities because we track in mud, we track in all yeah. this kinds of shit. So sometimes you'd have to put a garbage bag in a bucket, and you'd have a you'd have a toilet seat that hung in your truck, so you could throw it on top of the bucket, shit on the really? shit, and then you'd throw the bag up. This guy got caught one time by the landlord, shitting in the bucket, and. The guy snapped. He's like, you don't let us shit in the building. You don't let us shit inside. How the fuck are we going to cut the grass? You want me to shit on... And While he, he's shitting, they're fighting? <laughs> bro, bro, I don't know. I don't know. It must have been. It must have been with him caught. on the toilet. And Johnny Hillcrest forever got labeled Hillcrest. I remember the story being that he got caught shitting, blah, blah, blah. Great guy, though. This guy used to <laughs> hoof joints. This guy used to hoof joints. This old Portuguese guy would hoof joints like this. He'd be like, hey, roll it up, you fucking guy. Roll one up for us. And Sam would be like, hey, man, a little one. I'd be like, oh, well, and I'd roll up a cannon. Cannons, bro. And I would toke it. Like that. Pass it to Sam. And we go cut grass and shit, but Jody Hillcrest, this old guy, I don't know how he did it. This is how he would toke a joint, bro. You'd get to chair so hard. And like big old cherry. <coughs> like a hash hot well, knife start thing. Yeah. Down. And you'd watch him do it and you'd be like, Johnny, take it easy. You'd be like, you roll it too tight, bro. You gotta hit it hard. You ruined it. Yeah, he would ruin every joint. <laughs> So eventually, because I was too young, I was only like 20 years old. So I told Sam one day, I'm like, Sam, you got to tell Johnny Hillcrest, either he starts buying his own weed and smoking it, because he can't smoke our joints like that. He's like, what do you want me to say to this guy? This guy's a fucking maniac. Nobody who's normal smokes joints like that. And we told Johnny Hillcrest, John, you got to chill out with those joints, or you got to roll your own. He goes, he got all offended. And he's like, okay, then bring me my own weed. I want uh, I want half quarter. I don't want to pay more than $20. I was like, what? <laughs> and then we had a whole meltdown about the price of weed that I was lying to him, that I was making profit off him each time. So then I had to switch. And me and Sam has to switch Hillcrest to a guy named Gary. Gary Sheffield. Listen, we didn't switch employees. We switched drivers. Okay. You can switch drivers of crew sometimes. You'd be on the same path, and you'd be cutting the same buildings. You just switch drivers. So we switched to this old man named Gary. Uh, Gary, This is his real name. Gary Sheffield, like a baseball player from the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Gary Sheffield. Solid name. Is my favorite, bro. Old white guy, never said a word. All he did was make fun of my Portuguese food in the whitest old man way. One time, he this wasn't even Portuguese food. One time he saw me eating... You know Nesquik cereal? Yeah. I used to bring Nesquik and milk in a thermos and smash it for breakfast. Solid idea. Bob, I'm a stoner. What do you want from yeah. me? Yeah. 
This guy is like back and he goes, You fucking Portuguese eat rabbits, but I didn't know you eat rabbit turds. <laughs> <laughs> bro, and him and That's Sam. That's funny because. Bro, just a little rat. <laughs> and him and Sam laughed at me, a 19, 20 year old kid, for probably a solid four minutes saying that I ate rabbit turds. <laughs> That's why your breath smells. I thought it was the weed. Oh, man. And I want you to know for three years I work with these guys. This is the best. Man, landscaping, I miss it. This is, this is why I got all lost in this conversation because I love working landscaping. It's the best job, bro. You get all high. One time I cut a dick, like a 40-foot dick into the grass. Oh, okay. I did not expect that to go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I cut a dick and you paused. I cut a dick. Fucking hillcrest dick? Cut, <laughs> bro, that guy was hooping on your joint and you cut his dick. Man, I cut... Um, you could If you, you walk with a lawnmower on a big patch of grass and you walk... In a straight line, it will always leave a design. Yeah. So you do one line. So you start at the balls, you work your way out, work your way on the dick, and you work your way back. And okay, so I did that cut, and then I cut the grass this way. And you don't see it. You'll see what you'll see is the lines in the original low cut grass, <laughs> and not the ones over here. All you have to do is raise it from a one that you cut the dick in <laughs> to a two, yeah. and all the grass around it, bro. I don't know who made the complaint, but it must have been great because all the people up on the building <laughs> just look over and there was like a huge dick. And I got a complaint and said not to do it again. But I didn't even get fired or anything. It was just a, you. It's a misprint. No, it was, <laughs> I, it was for sure a print, bro. A big old dick. There's just so much funny shit you could do, man. There was one time a guy asked me if I would cut his weeds. Okay, I used to cut the grass in Mount Dennis or St. Dennis. Which one is the ghetto one? Beside no Flemington Park. I can't remember. I think it's Mount Dennis. No idea. But we used to cut the grass in Mount Dennis. It's next to Flemington Park, okay? And one time, people used to complain because we'd be using weed whackers at like 9 in the morning. It's like... This one time, this big old black dude... Yeah, of course. I know. Sorry. This old (laughs) black dude, though, comes out from his like... um, comes up from like his backyard it's like a little deck kind of backyard and he comes out he's got like a real bad attitude kind of thing and I, he's scaring the shit out of me and i go so i instantly i turn off my machine i take my headphones off i go yo and he goes hey come here i go, and I go what the fuck and i bring my wee whacker he goes you think you could uh, zap these weeds down <laughs> and i'm like why he's like yeah I, I see you man i see you smoking with that old guy all the time i'll give you a little bit of weed i'll leave a little bit of weed in the mailbox you just gotta zap down my weeds for me i hate this fucking shit and I was like, yeah, man, sick. And he's like, I'll be, I'll be right back. Zap it down for me. Let me see what you do. I turn my wee whacker on. You know, you turn the, the string really small so that you don't break the brick. And it just zips off all the little weeds. This guy comes over. He's like, man, that's sick. You the man. You're going to do this for me every week? And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. He's like, you come here every Monday, Tuesday, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, uh, I'll hear you. I'll, I won't open the door. I'll just leave the weed in the mailbox. Bro, for like two months, he did it. And then like fall came and you don't, you don't weed whack anymore. Yeah. You clean the leaves. <laughs> Same dude. You clean up my leaves? <laughs> I remember building these kind of relationships with these people. And then, man, these kind of communities get such a bad rap. You grew up in Rexdale. What was that like when you were a kid? Because I, I only cut the grass in Flemington Park. And yeah. I knew that, that it was known as a bad community. And then you see it in the news shootings all the time. You're like, man, that's not the real community. These people are nice people. That's what I was going to say. Because you grew up in Rexdale. Yeah. It was fine, no? Dude, if you're getting shot or if you're getting jumped, it's usually because you did something... Bro, to do, to, you know, if and you don't it's not put to yourself in blame, yeah, but no, that's just but the truth. You don't put yourself in those positions. Usually, things like that don't happen. You know what I mean? Man. I feel I would take the bus at nighttime and go everywhere. You know what I mean? And ain't just, nobody coming after you and shooting. Yeah, you just man. put your headphones on, keep to yourself. You know what I mean? <coughs> Once in a while, you have a crackhead. Fuck yeah, for sure. Shit, but that's such What's as life, bro. What's your worst TTC experience? Oh man, there's so many. Uh, 
I, I remember the, my, well, my, I don't know, my worst experience, well, I don't know, my best experience. You know, like, I remember waiting for the bus stop when I would come downtown because I remember when I was 15, I got a job at the fucking uh, Skydome. Wow. Working for the Jays. No. Yeah, yeah, I got a job wow, in the back. Dream. And it was just uh, filling all the stock, uh, all the stalls back up with stock as they sell jerseys and stuff. So I would take the little go kart. No way. Yeah, it was sick. I got it. It was so sick, dude. It was the coolest job I ever got. My sister got it for me. That's the best job Whatever. ever, bro. It was awesome. But I would take the bus from Rexdale to downtown. That was, my first, that was my first time ever really going downtown. You know what I mean? Wow, what a mission. On my own. Because what did you get off at Union and just do the walk? No, I would get. I'll go to Islington Station. Yeah, I'll take the Islington bus from Islington and like Rexdale, Islington and like Albion. Yeah, all the way to Islington Station, then to Union. Yeah, yeah, and then go and do the little Jays walk. Do the Jay walk, right? And I'll I'll come after school and stuff. But uh, I remember I would always be so late because I would leave after school. Skywalk, what's that? The pathway or Sky Path or whatever. Whatever the fuck it is, yeah, yeah. But I remember when I would. You'd walk towards the bus as the bus gets there, and I would only see the bus driver's hands. But if I saw the bus driver who wore the gloves, Ooh. I was like, it was an Asian guy with long hair. He wore like a bandana. Classic, dude. This guy would get you to Islington Station in 10 minutes. Dude, he dude. didn't give a shit. You dude. know what I mean? I would Shout get, out to the guys who <laughs> wear the gloves, man. Yeah, man. I would get excited. And at that time, we were doing, did you do the TTC scams? Where I would take the student ticket, rip it in half, post a penny on... Like so that it fell down penny size. Yeah, yeah. So then you turn each ticket into two tickets. I never did that. Do you want to know the scam we ran? I grew up um, a few blocks away from my high school. I grew up at Lansdowne and Bloor, and our high school was um, Dundas Western Bloor. That's crazy to me. I can't imagine going okay. to high school there. So sometimes we would take the we, we you just take the subway home and then take the bus to Lansdowne and Dupont. Take like a quick little ride. But what you do is get one of your friends to grab you all the transfers who was going to Lansdowne Station and tell him to just wait till you got there. So we would walk from high school to Lansdowne Station and one of my homies would be there with the transfers and he'd have like four or five transfers and he'd give everybody one and yeah. he'd just hop on the bus and we'd all go up to DuPont. And uh, that was the only scam we ran. Oh, and at Emerson Station, uh, the Emerson, not Emerson Station, the Emerson exit at Lansdowne Station, if you yanked the door, you could just walk into the station. And there was never a person working there. There was never like a, a dude. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. That's neighborhood shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's what you would do. You would wait for like people to just pay and then it'd be empty and you'd be like, all right. Wha-bam! And it would open and like everybody would just scram. Oh man, you ever just try to, you ever fit like five people in a turnstile and then oh, the littlest everywhere. dude yeah, would go last? All right, here we go. And he put the token in. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking die for, for 10 sure, seconds. man. Yeah, you dude, have to do what you have to do to get. If you never squished 10 in a turnstile, you don't know nothing, bro. You don't know nothing about growing up hood. If you ever, if you've only ever, I've only ever been in a turnstile by myself. You need poor friends. But we grew up like going downtown was only for like, yeah, it was a mission. big deal, dude. We're yeah. going down because you got to come back. Yeah, it's man. not that trip down. Trip down is euphoric. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to get back before one. Uh, even if you're allowed to be out that late, you know what I mean. You ever get it caught was... too far away and you had to take a cab? For sure. Well, you know what? One time, uh, actually, the nicest TTC experience I ever had. Guy let went... you on. No, I went to go. I went to go hang out with some friends, and I was in like Brampton Malton area. Wow! Right, and I had to take a bus home. My parents already didn't want me to go, and I fought everybody to go to this party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the party, and now I'm waiting at this bus stop. It's one of the TTC Brampton Transit connecting stops or whatever. It's like a midnight, and I'm standing there. I'm like 15 years old. I'm kind of scared because I'm like, like, I don't know. I'm if in this, the middle of nowhere. Right I don't now. know if this bus is coming anymore. And then I see a bus coming, but it says not in service. service? And the bus passes me, and it stops. And then this old lady comes off the bus, the bus driver, and she goes, you know this bus is not running anymore. And I was like, what? Like a little kid. And she just 
she called somebody and then they just she literally drove me home on the TTC. She took that bus and drove she me. She just home. called her manager like, "Hey, there's a kid waiting here." Yeah, I guess dry. I guess it's something they do if they see kids or whatever. Oh, but it was my first time ever experiencing that. They literally, yeah, they took me home. I because I didn't I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get in a cab. Uh, if I call my parents, I'm getting my ass beat. That's the last resort. You know Man. what I mean? So I just and that was like fuck yeah, nice old TTC lady. Came to my rescue. One time, I have a bad TTC experience. This was sure, some straight so up. Petty. I'm not even lying to you, bro. This is the first time I ever had felt racism, and it was a black dude who was very preppy and he was very like professional. But he had dreadlocks. But he, he, he just had this crazy like what a guy that you would imagine a professional, an ultra professional Rastafarian. Yeah, yeah. that's all I can tell you. Okay, dreadlock dude in a suit. Yeah. Hilarious, but he looked like the driver. And I get on the Dufferin bus, and I put my change in, but he had been talking to some fucking people. So I put my change in, and I walk by him, and he goes, yo, 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 where you going? Where you going? And I'm like, man, I just put, and I remember being like 15, and I looked like such a G at the time. I used to wear such baggy clothes. I think I had my leather vest, one of those <laughs> leather vest reads, man. And this guy started. I feel like your closet is just 100 vests, different quality, different Bro, fucking fabric. This guy <laughs> singled me out and embarrassed me so bad in front of everybody on the bus. And I was so young, I didn't have any extra money. What, he roasted you, or what did he say? Bro, he started yelling at me, you're fucking sick of your duffering kids getting on for free all the time. I, just, I know you didn't pay. You're just trying to sneak on And he by. was just a random guy on the bus. Bro, it was the bus driver. Oh, he was in a suit, though. No, he was like in a, like, you ever see like, um, okay, I see. Yeah, like the button-up shirt, and yeah, he has like a... Um, vest over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looked super professional, yeah, man. Yeah. He was wearing like the full fucking outfit. Yeah, yeah. I always remember that, that he looked like he was wearing a suit, and he had these dreads. And they were so fucking long, man. Yeah. And he started yelling at me. And I was like 15. And I got so embarrassed, bro. I got so flustered. <laughs> it was like he, he was calling me out because he was sick of the Dufferin kids. What he meant was the high school kids yeah. who'd look like me and dress like me yeah. sneaking onto the bus. And I remember pleading with him. I'm not, man. I already paid. Please, did anybody see me pay? And nobody said anything because I guess nobody was paying attention. And I was like, please, sir. I paid. I paid. And he was like, get off the bus. Don't fucking lie to me. Don't fucking lie to that people. And uh, I swear, I had to get off a bus that I paid for. And I remember getting off the bus and like, bro, I even cried. I was so young. I was like 15, 16 years old. I was still in high school. I cried a little bit. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I wasn't even that far. I was only a few blocks. Oh, you're an emotional guy. I could imagine how much that fucking affected you. Bro, you, you know me, man. <laughs> I'll fucking cry for like Dragon Ball Z. You don't think I'm going to cry for getting kicked uh, off the bus? Bro, it's so funny. This guy kicked me off the bus, and I swear to God, it's because he had profiled me as one of the local hoodlums, but I wasn't. I was just trying to get home from fun. How does that make you feel, Reeds? Shitty. Yeah. But it's nice to be able to relate with other people on that kind of level. Because I don't face that shit every day. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. You have one experience. They do it every day. And it allowed me, I swear to God, for the rest of my life to put myself in shoes of somebody who's being profiled for no reason. Only because I dress like the local hoodlums, but I was not one. Because I was not one of those kids. No, okay, I'll tell you one. We'll, Give I'll me tell one, you one solid, solid yeah. Okay. Uh, like uh, a little Give me joke. Some, give the people This is a true shit. story. It's a joke. I tell in my, one of my stories, my sets, but it, it's a true story. Like uh, <laughs> I was like in grade three. Yeah. And it was it was pizza day. Oh my! You know, God. It's pizza so day young, is a, pizza day is a big day because it's like I don't have to eat mom's shitty fucking bagel cream Dude, cheese. Dude, love pizza day. You know, yeah, it's the best. You got a toonie, you feel like a king. Toonie for the pizza, buck twenty five for the <coughs> bag of milk. You know, you feel you feel excited. Anyways, I'm waiting in line, waiting in line. Finally got to the front of the line, and it was a grade three, and I'm new to the school. I just we just moved, and I came to the school, and uh, there's this older grade five kid that's handing out the pizza because he's like a fucking hall monitor or whatever his position is right and uh he looks at me and he goes hey 
no packies allowed. <laughs> right? He says right to my face. Wow, bro. But I legit, like, I'm an Indian guy, right? See? And I was raised as, like, we're Indians and Pakistanis are packies. Because we're racist too, right? Of course. So I looked at this guy and I was like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, who needs those guys, right? I was like, but I'm an Indian guy. And I, an Indian guy can have pizza too, right? Yeah. And I go, that's the day I learned that I'm packy too. Wow. You know? I had wow. no idea. Until it was put right in my face. Dude, but I was in school. Do you remember place. the packy phase? I remember that. It's not people a phase. It's just, still going. People are still going. Through. People are still <laughs> dropping that shit? Are people still dropping that For shit? For sure. But I don't understand if it's race or not. Because like a Pakistani guy is a... Is a packy. Is a, he's a Pakistani, I guess. A packy. It's like... You call a Jewish guy a Jew. Is that racist? But not if we're talking to our homeboy, Tyler Stein. He's a Jew. He's, he's a, a Jew. Jew boy. Yeah. We love him. I know. And all my packy friends are packies, you know. I Bro, if uh, listen, man, I, I don't know, hate. I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know, maybe, maybe Bro, I get a pass. My neighbor, my neighbor was a kid named Sonny, and he was Indian, but we we, we used to call him packy, and now it never affected what, him shit. He probably may, maybe cried at home. No, no, he didn't give a fuck <laughs> when he was alone. I'm but not time packy. Like, His name is Sonny. That's such an Indian name, dude. He was, but you know what? Idiot. His brother's name was Mentu. Mentu, okay. Mentu or something. Yeah, like Mentu that. or some shit. The most Indian. Bro, I swear to God, Sunny <laughs> and his little brother was Mentu, and I swear to God, I don't know if it was like they had a baby that was probably two or three years old. The kid, the baby's name was Pinky. Pinky, yes. Oh man, that's a super Indian family. Probably Bro. lived with a grandma. Yeah. And if you went to their house, all the things were like aluminum. I cannot you know believe I mean? you just said that right now. It's true. You're fucked, bro. I'm telling you, those, I'm. I, you're just describing uh, 300 people I know. But those, these were my closest neighbors, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they were G's, man. I never called them no packy shit, but everybody was like, "Yeah, those are this your packy is, neighbors." This, <laughs> you know what I'm saying by that? Like it was such it was, a normal thing. It was I fucked. Honestly, it, it, it's okay because it's not like a malicious. At the time, packy. it wasn't. If if some racist asshole says it nowadays, I'll punch it's, him yeah, out. When we were a kid, it was kind of buzzing. It was yeah, like, man, I, nobody took it as offensive when you were like five. When you're when you're joshing around with your friends and you're all good friends, you know what the problem is? We, I think people have always spoken this way, like in in like you know the. Do you still recent, face, like? Do you still face racism nowadays? I maybe I do, but I just don't give a fuck about anybody. Like I'm on, I've I've worked hard on my. My energy, Good. you know what I mean. And well, you've changed quite a bit since the first day I met you. Were kind of like a, you're kind of like a small town kid when I first met you. Even though you grew up in Rexdale, you had a very innocent energy where you were trying to like, um, you're trying to enter the world peacefully. Where nowadays you're like, I'm just kicking the door in. I don't give a fuck. Let's yeah, go. And now it's just more like I I have an energy and I'm always maintaining that energy. Is trying to be like explain that to me a little bit. Like I don't I don't let anyone else fuck with my energy. I will always have a, my vibe. It will always be a good vibe. And whether it's and sometimes it's selfish, right? Because it'll be like my girlfriend's pissing me off or my mom's pissing me off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not. You're not fucking with my energy. You know what I mean? We'll get over your shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be me the whole time. And then, that way you don't listen to anything. You don't listen to drama. You don't listen. pay attention to that Facebook. Just keep smashing your shit. And you'll you, be fine. you should be a racist brown comic. Wouldn't that be funny? I was when I started. I don't. Uh, I can't tell the same jokes when I first. When I first started, I was reckless. I was saying shit because I didn't. I didn't understand that there was a culture. There yeah, was a way. We, being comics, especially at a young age, we get exposed to so many different experiences. We a normal human never goes through. Not in your early twenties. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I never thought I'd be twenty five, smoking a joint with fucking fifty year olds. In the middle of Sonny D. Shores, Ontario. You know what I mean? Chilling out. You learn and you gain perspective, and that helps us become better. How old were you when you went on a cross country tour called Indians and Cowboys? That one was the most recent one. That was the last time I said I'm going. 
out west. I used to go out west because like nothing was really happening for me in the city. If you go out west, I can go f- fuck off for five months and make money, you know, at least make money in comedy. But no one, when you're on the road, nobody gives a fuck about you. You become a road comic, so I don't do it anymore. Because when you're on the road for five months, you're missing out on five months in the city. You might not make as much money in the city, but there's a more of a presence. It makes more sense to be in the city than it makes to go be in fucking Grand Prairie, Alberta. But we got to make another podcast because even right now what we're talking about, being a road comic to me is can't probably my favorite thing. Only because, bro, can't this is the truth. I, I used to do it at such a young age that I, I built this little web of people. That when I go out on these places, I can spend like two, three days living in Buddy's cabin in the woods. That's and, different uh, though, but not going on the road for two months in Western Canada, hitting every going, small town. I'm not going to Alberta. Fuck that. To do that. I'm no, going man. Alberta going on the, the road cities. for three days to go do a small cabin gig, that's fucking sick. That's an experience. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I like that shit, man. Yeah. Going on the road, but, but if you're going to go do on the road, yeah, if you're going to go to like Red Deer and Grand Prairie and fucking. I did that enough times for money, but and to gain the experience of. Sound like a prostitute. I've yeah. done that enough yeah, for money, money, but I ain't doing it you no gain, more. You gain the experience. You know how to. Greek only. You know how to perform for a group of. Fifty-year-old white people. Did you have some racist shit happen out there? Fuck yeah, I did the most. You know what I mean? Isn't it fucked? People just avoid you, cross the street. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not even black. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I had a guest that we were talking about that there's tiers of racism. That black is clearly at the top, then it goes brown, and then it goes Asian. Yeah. And those people are all people of color, but they all have their own experiences. But also, what I'll give to like. It's hard to give them this excuse because it's fucking 2020 and everybody has Instagram and, and television. But some people just, they've lived in small town Alberta for so long in their life. They've never seen a building that's more than two stories high, you know? But they've never so even like, seen so someone that looks like you probably, Exactly. So, th- so they're actually like, I've seen it on TV, but to see it in real life. I guess it's like the first time, like last week I saw Firefly up north for the first time. <laughs> I fucking, I've seen them on TV, but to see one in real life, it's like, holy fuck, yo. I'm not even on mushrooms. This shit's flying and glowing. Like a little GPS. It's just flickering, dude. Crazy. I hate that you have to go through that kind of shit. Because to me, Alberta is such a positive thing. Not that I've ever been to those fucking... But I love it. Don't get me wrong. That would not make me say I'm I never, never going did to that travel run, again. Man. I never did the fucking hick run. Anytime I do Alberta to me, it's this super like cool liberal place. I do Edmonton. I do Calgary. I do fucking Banff. And but yo, you because you're blessed. You don't want to do that. You have you've 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 done well for yourself, where you've gotten skipped over that. You don't want to do that, bro. I don't want to do fun that. It's the first time when you ever go on the road and you're like, yo, I'm sleeping in hotels every night. This is cool. I'm a real comic. But after like, dude, you're like, this is not. This is where comics go to die, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the art doesn't if live you can't, there, man. And it's not. It's comics. You know what it is? It's comics five years in a row doing the straight same hour <laughs> road to road. And then you come out there and you do 30 minutes. And you do. Trust me, you'd be the same as me. You do 30 minutes and it's new every night. And you're just crushing and people coming up to you. And you're like, I've never had a comic like you come to town before. You know what I mean? And you're like, this is great, but it's depressing as fuck. God damn it, Tish. And when you're in the city and you're just crushing, even though it's five-minute spots, you're not getting paid, there's more of a, vibe, a vibe in this city. Bro. Come on, man. And if someone really likes you in the city, they'll give you more of a follow. Like, I, I, I appreciate... I'm going to... I swear to God, bro, I'm going to fucking... I want to inspire the scene to make money. You can make money doing comedy. What you've got to do is make sure that the good comedy stands out from the shit comedy. Quality. Okay, you can't just have, like, every show be free, every show have an all-star lineup. Bro, the shows that are free shouldn't have all-star lineups, and the ones that are 5 bucks, 10 bucks that bring in at least, like, 20 people, 30 people that pay, those, are, those should be the good shows, man. But the biggest problem is, like, even happens out west, the reason shows stop happening is because 
like I, I have shows out West that I'll only share with other headliners because there's comics out West that will undercut gigs that like we can get 1500 and we can do one show. We'll get $1,500 and two hotel rooms, you know, Sick. but there's comics that are calling those same places and being like, we'll do it for 250 bucks. No hotel room. Come on. And then the show is so bad. They're like, Come we don't on. want comedy here anymore. And then there's, you just lose that gig. You know, it's, it's happening. Ever. Undercutting happens in every business, but like, it's just, and I guess, can you blame them? Comics that are really hungry two months in, just fucking calling around trying to. Of course, to fuck you in. can blame them. I mean, I I get it. I get both sides of it. See, now I truly it. understand gun laws. You got to shoot those motherfuckers. <laughs> Am I right, Grand Prairie, Alberta? All right, let's get your show going tonight, everybody. Your first comic. Yeah, you've seen him on TV. You've heard him on the radio. Give it up for Natasha Kuja. Let's well, just miss that. Hopefully, COVID kills off all these comics. And then it's just... <laughs> And it's just quality. COVID has it made the comedy scene better? <laughs> Listen, we got to kill this show. We got to yeah, get out of here. I'm sorry. We went too long. Who gi- There's no long. Who gives it? It's a long form show anyway. Listen, if you've been listening this whole time, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Uh, it, literally, it's just us. Um, Natish is uh, available for everything. Make sure to follow him uh, at Nitty Sack. Nitty Sack on Instagram. N I T T Y S A K. Okay. High on Trees Podcast. Check that yeah, out. Yeah, oh, too. yeah. Check out his podcast. He has the original 420 podcast in the city. This guy uh, and Paul Thompson, one of our other guests on this podcast, and one of my best friends, and also in comedy, uh, they host a live podcast. Hosting in a secret location, not so secret, but I mean, whatever. Well, it's not live right now because of COVID. Because of COVID, but but, yeah, but it'll but, be. I, I can't. That's one thing I miss so much. I miss live audiences for the podcast. I might be going to Winnipeg next month for, for comedy. comedy. Oh, to you do rumors. Lucky, like, lucky bastard. Need you to quarantine. I'm like just down a boogie. I'll go fucking quarantine right now in northern Ontario for a. Bring me as your opener. I'll drive you. We'll go. Yeah, you road no trip. It. We have to. I'll be exhausted. Let's do it. That's our fucking <laughs> show. Roll the credits. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so now they're going to cut the audio and we're just going to have credits rolling up. You know, and it looks like we're just having a conversation well, okay, on the credits. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was fun, man. Bye, guys.